Hi guys, welcome back to What is Holding You Back, the greatest podcast of all time. And we are here with our second episode, which we're really, really excited about. Right, Ursula? Absolutely right, Anusha. We are really pumped up about this episode. But before we actually begin, I wanted to talk about the issue of poverty in Pakistan. Poverty, like in many developing countries, is a major issue. Millions of people are impacted by poverty, which means lack of education, lack of healthcare, food insecurity, and many other issues. According to research, 10 million, you heard it right, 10 million more people will drop down below the poverty line because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is a massive figure. So this perfectly links to our topic today, which is fighting against the odd to help underprivileged in Pakistan and also in other developing countries. I think, Aristan, this is a very, very important topic. So I'm really glad that we are covering this today. So without further ado, let's introduce our amazing and fabulous guest for today. This youngster is from the country of Pakistan, where I am originally from. So this is definitely going to be an interesting conversation. He's currently doing a degree in psychology. Not only that, at the same time, he's a founder of a non-profit charity called Street Children Pakistan. He's doing an incredible, incredible job. Street Children Pakistan is a non-profit organization that helps children with education, helps single mothers, orphans, special children, provide food to the needy, gives employment to individuals, and runs many other amazing initiatives. Welcome, Arshid Firoz Khan. Thank you so much, Anusha and Arsalan. Thank you for hosting me. And uh, you guys are very kind with your words, uh, so I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm excited to be a part of this. Absolutely, Ashid. I think you are doing an incredible job at the age of 23. I think this is incredible stuff. Um, so, yeah, we are really proud and honored to have you today. Um, so let's start our podcast by you telling us more about the work that you do and the projects that you have been involved in. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, your audience doesn't need my introduction anymore because you guys <laughs> laid it out pretty much. So um, basically, when uh, it was two years ago, uh, when I first started, uh, I was thinking about how could I use my presence and my being in this universe? Because you see, since the start of my uh, undergraduate degree, I was uh, hooked on philosophy and interest in things that goes beyond an individual capacity. So it really made me click and started to think that how could I use my abilities in, in ways to help people. And then as, as, you, as you start looking for an extra and deeper meaning in life, there are certain, certain things that come to you and you start to connect the dots automatically. So I've been blessed in that way. And I've been really, really lucky and fortunate enough to have wonderful people around me and to gather up uh, enough courage and, and support to start this work. So now I will, uh, I will begin with specifics about my work. So what we do is we focus on immediate relief, providing people, especially women and children in Pakistan, with food. Because <clears throat> you see, there are single mothers, there are widows whose husbands have either died by accidents, by personal reasons, other crime-related reasons, any reason. So these are single mothers who would struggle for food. So what we do is we provide them a food package that would last for a whole month. So at least she doesn't have to worry about a 
for a month about any type of food. And then it also, we, we give this kind of uh, an opportunity and access to people living abroad, uh, especially Pakistanis, who would love to give to other people. So we provide them this opportunity as well to be of help. And then, of course, uh, there goes a whole process of transparency and how we keep balance between these things on both ends, uh, from a donor to the recipient. So we have different projects. We have uh, food-related projects. We have sponsored students. We have sponsored orphanages. We help people with employment. We have helped special children with disabilities, providing wheelchairs. Uh, we've actually helped uh, women in Center Parker. We've helped create uh, washrooms for them because they were defecating open. And that was a major issue that were bringing so much uh, attention, you know, and I, I focused that extensively on that because uh, we wanted, we, we don't want any more people to suffer than they, they already are because you see with the recent pandemic and everything going on, uh, so that, that's been the main focus to basically make someone's life a bit easier than it already is. I think that's incredible, Arshad. I think as you talked about service, I think service definitely gives you the meaning in life that we all are looking for. And I think the projects that you have been working on are incredible. And at a very young age, you have definitely inspired me personally and, and, our, and our audience as well. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing uh, what you're doing at the only age of 23. It's really, really amazing. I think definitely like, you know, going to inspire many, many people. So going to start with the second question. So um, asking about what, what was your why behind starting this charity and what really pushed you? I'm sure there must be a reason behind it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you first again for saying all these kind, kind words. Uh, so uh, there's, um, I have a favorite philosopher, uh, he, Friedrich Nietzsche, and he says, he who has a why can bear almost anyhow. So your why must be something that has a deeper and a stronger connection to you as an individual so that you can continue in different, uh, in different positions. Now, of course, I, I, am a, I, am a, I, I call myself a religious person by nature, you know. Because growing up in an Islamic country and uh, in an Islamic environment, I've always had that uh, religious connection to my work as well. Because there, there adds to there is certain elements of uh, Islamic literature that connects to charity. So that is one of the personal religious motivation. Other than that, I've seen people suffer too closely, and when you see people suffer too closely, you almost empathize and sympathize with them on a really, really different level. And then I guess there is this conscious moral inner call that that you cannot deny and sit on and sit in, in a chair and not care about anything. It gets you going. And 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 if I and I think I'm 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 really fortunate to be able to do this work because if I hadn't this work, I don't know what else I would do because I love. I love the fact that I'm occupied by this because mere because mere studies and mere uh, social circles are not enough for an individual's soul to be filled with enough peace. So I guess I'm pretty selfish in that manner. You see, I'm all about me. I'm, I want to do this so I can feel peaceful <laughs> on a lighter note. <laughs> Absolutely agree with you, Arshid, that, you know, we all have an inner calling and we have this intuition. If you listen to it closely, it tells you. And I think same with you, you found out like what you really want to do, what you connected with. So I think a why is very important because even if you fall back on the track, if you fail, you know why you're doing it. So I think your why is amazing. So 
Definitely. Absolutely right. I think your yeah, why is definitely important. <laughs> so the next question we wanted to ask uh, Arshid is that, can you tell us a real life story of where your work affected the people the most? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I have a lot of stories like that. So my mind is rushing right now. I don't know which one to click on. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you an interesting story. So uh, one day uh, I was going to my class. Uh, I had an early morning class around 8.30. So uh, as I was rushing there, I saw someone sitting on the ground and it was a, a fairly uh, identifiable, identifiable, clean uh, elderly woman and I noticed that she had been sitting out in the cold and what apparently was looking like she was asking for something perhaps begging or that sort but she didn't look like it so I, I took a moment and I stopped and I asked her that what is the reason like is there a specific thing she needs like what, uh, what what's the story you know and she tells me that uh, she's not a beggar she's never been a beggar but she lost a son in drug addiction her husband had died long ago so all she needs is some food and she'll just go somewhere and sit and eat like she doesn't need anything else so then what i wanted to do was that to create something to do something that keeps it stable and keeps the flow continued even if i'm not there so we picked her up and i got in touch with some other uh, really strong uh, powerful women uh, uh, by 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 courage, I mean powerful, not by social status. By by courage and by their commitment. So what what we decided is we 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 bought her because now you have to understand while I'm telling this story, you have to understand because this is a village setup. So this is why we did that. So we bought her a cow. Whose milk she can use to sell. So the money keeps flowing into her house. And then we also taught her how to, how to uh, do tailoring work, right? Like tailoring work with a saving machine. We taught her that. So we created two ways for her to earn money and keep the flow coming in for her, even when I'm not there. So then what happens is after nine, eight months, I saw the same woman in a hospital. She was there for her diabetic checkup. And it, was, it made me so happy to see her independently come there, had the money to do the checkup. And she said she'd never asked anyone for money. Everything's been going great for her. And she felt more alive than ever, even in the fact that she had lost her husband, lost her son. And by the time I met her, she confessed to me that she also lost one daughter, but it didn't stop her. She had, she had a reason to continue because she, she said, you know, as wrecked as my life might be, there is still something that I can hold on to and continue with. So when, when I saw that, I was like, if I stop right now, it will be unfair to these people if I stop. So these are the type of things that makes me want to go beyond my uh, uh, commitment and capacity because I am not, I'm not sure that it is all because I am uh, creative enough. It is because these people are so strong. They make, they make you go more and they make you try more. So I, the, the credit definitely goes to these people and these individuals. Uh, I think, uh, Ashi, that, that story really touched my heart. And it's all about empowering these people, as you said, and, and you know, and making them capable of generating their own source of income. So absolutely right. And your work is definitely impacting so many people. And you have my respect. And, uh, and I'm sure the entire nation of Pakistan must be really proud of you and, and, and the entire world as well, of course. 
Yeah, I think when you use your own skills and you do something independently, like being rather than being dependent on other people, that makes you truly happy. So you, what you did to actually give them some sense of skill, I think that's absolutely great, I think. So I hope you're enjoying the question so far, Shit. So, uh, yeah, then- <laughs> I, I love it, actually. I love it, actually. It's interesting. I can, I can talk all night and day. I have no issues. <laughs> uh, so we do have limited time. So. Okay, so the next question. So what is the most difficult challenge you actually found running a charity in Pakistan? And how did you overcome it? So choose one. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I'm not sure I, uh, I, um, I agree with the question in some way because the question, you see, uh, in charity work, there are consistent challenges. You cannot overcome it and it will finish. These are challenges you face day to day, every day, and they're consistent. They keep coming at you on that level. So I, I didn't have one challenge that I overcame and it's over now. It's like these these challenges depend on projects and and you know it's it's a daily thing it depends but one thing for sure is that how to keep a balance between uh, your academic career as a student your social life and then also do this charity work like because i have a personal life and then to not let the personal life affect the charity life and to not let these two mix together and also keep it anonymous in a certain way to not let it over overweight you you know because certain individuals they do this mistake they let it overcome their own personal lives and then they get exhausted in one two years and then they stop the work at all so this is something that i on a personal level struggle with and i have always kept this really uh, strict line between my personal life and this work just so that i don't get exhausted even though as much as I'd love to be in this world 24-7, I still hold some limitations. I believe there are still some people in my life that have no idea that I'm involved in this world because uh, if I'm going to play basketball with someone, I'm not telling them what I'm doing in my other time. So I'm just playing basketball with them. So this is like a bit of a challenge to keep, keep things afloat like that. I'm not sure if that's a challenge for you, but I, it is for me though. Mm-hmm. No, I think that it is definitely is a challenge because you have to balance everything. Um, otherwise, you get burnt out, and it's not good for your health or your mental health. So, I think having a balance- uh, can I can I add? Yes, yeah, can sure. I add something? Sorry to interrupt you. Can I add something? The thing is, when you help people, and when you when you hear these stories, when you meet them, when you go to a hospital, someone's mother is almost on a deathbed. They need money. You provide the money. You hear them cry. You hear their prayers. You go back again. You come tomorrow. You see someone else begging for food. You help them out. You go again. You see someone else, and you you hear their stories. You hear another guy. Some you you see someone's parent being kicked out of the house. You see someone's father being shot you see a kid without clothes these things they take a toll on your mental health they they affect you deeply the next time you eat a meal in a fancy hotel you think twice before you do you 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 just you you keep thinking about things and you keep kind of blaming yourself as well so it is very important to stay to stay in in a in a really really uh, limited areas and, and keep it balanced so like these things take a personal toll on you this is why I'm saying that it is a challenge, but it might not seem like it, but it is an issue. No, it definitely is. And that's why you need some time for yourself so you can reset yourself. Because if you're going to be physically and mentally fit, then you can help and serve others, right? And these challenges, Absolutely. you know, the obstacles like you face, you make it, you know, you basically become much more stronger. So, yeah. 
that is inspirational uh, stuff, Arshit. <laughs> You're definitely inspiring us. So the next question we wanted to ask you is that, um, what would you say to our audience who are reluctant to follow their passion or find their true purpose in life? <clears throat> okay, so uh, I'm sure there must be a different set of people listening to this. Some may be really, really smart and artistic individuals. Some, some, of, some of them may be the most intelligent people. Some of them maybe even more inspirational than us in their personal life. So I am sure people listening to this are very smart and capable people of doing things. But perhaps one of the things that always uh, holds people down is, is the idea that, that what if they don't uh, execute it in a perfect manner? Like it's, it's not failure. People can easily understand the idea of failure. You, these days, failure is a cliche term in my opinion. People think, oh, you'll fail, but you see, you can try again. It's not that what's, what's holding people back. What's holding people back is this idea of perfection, that uh, the, this narrative that is building around people, that everything has to be perfect, has to be systematic, everything has to be done in a really, really royal manner. Well, actually, no, it doesn't. You see, one step at a time, one step at a time, you start really, really small. You start with what you have and you keep growing. You see, it is not, uh, I, I forgot the name of the philosopher, it was Martin or something, but he says it is not the, it is not the power of the, or the speed of the water that cuts through a rock, but rather it is the persistence of the water that cuts through a rock. You see, it is your consistency in being persistent while, while you go slowly, one step at a time, and you improve gradually. You'll see amazing improvement. You'll see people connect to you automatically. You walk in a room, people want to connect to you. People want to talk to you. Half of the success of my work is not because of me. It's because of other individuals, because of people who want to connect, who want to do more. You see, I'm just there. Then people are starting to help you. They build you up. It's like the snowball effect. You keep, you keep on going once you, once you get it started. So you, you don't have to do it perfect. You don't need to start big. There's this entrepreneurial idea in the entrepreneurship world that, uh, that you start a business with the small amount of money and then you make it big because anyone can start a business with millions of dollars. That's not a good thing. That's not impressive either. But you start small and then you make it big. Even if then you lose it all, you don't worry that much because you started really small. You start small and you make it exceptional. But you don't start perfection because perfection is, is I, I don't think, I think nature can be perfect. Like things like that are perfect, but not human abilities. Human, humans have errors. Computers have errors. So let's not, let's not strive for perfection. Let's not strive for the, the most, uh, uh, this, let's not strive for this idea, the narrative that's been building around us that, oh my, like uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the ads of children of these uh, chocolate industries or, or these uh, cheesecake ads. You see how perfectly they, they cut this cake and they're eating it, the model eating it, and these people, well, there's like an hours and hours of editing behind that. You know, we don't need that, you see? We, we were building this narrative that the cheesecake must be cut so perfectly. Well, it doesn't, you see? So you, you shouldn't strive for perfection that much. Just take a step. I'd like to tell the audience to take a step at least. I am definitely agreeing with you, Arshad, here. There is no overnight success as you, as you called it right. I think it's important to take small steps towards your overall goal or destination. It's also important to work consistently 
And that's the most important thing. And I think, you know, Rashid, you're right. We have this idea of perfection in terms of social media. Everything is so perfect. Everything, everyone has it so perfect. (laughs) So you're like, you know, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I'll be good enough because there's so many good people already out there doing what I really want to do. For example, podcasts. There's so many people doing it. So, you know, but it's about just taking that step and doing what you actually enjoy and not thinking about the outcome, right? Rather than just doing doing what you have with what you have actually so i do agree with that so uh the next question is linked to our podcast i think you kindly touched upon it but but so what was actually holding you back before you started uh, this initiative uh well that's a nice nice question and uh i couldn't start because uh i had major major self confidence issues because of the people around me there were certain people people who 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 would uh, who would uh, drag you and who would who would tell me things that i'm not capable and that you know they kind of they kind of start uh, building this uh, wall around me of me not being good enough and all these things so i didn't start because of that i didn't start because I never for once thought in my life that I would be capable of doing something because you see, it, it even hurts me now that I think about it, that why would, who would condition someone to think that, that they're not good enough? Like since when is trying not good? Like since when is, since when has it become cool to, to let someone know that they're not capable enough? Like, I don't know, like who even builds this narrative around bullying that you tell someone, Oh, you're not good enough. Like, so this was my issue. Like I had major self-confidence issues, but but as but I decided to take some step to take some uh, steps, and that that helped me. Which was I decided to do it anyway, to to just do it anyway. As much as I'm bad at it, I'm going to do it anyway. And then once once I did it, I was like, you know, I'm not that bad anyway. So let I might try again. And then I I got a bit confident and then you get more confident. Then you just do it and you don't realize then all of a sudden you don't care who's watching, who's saying what, and you do, you're, you're being in your moment. And I think that's really important. Just like you started this podcast, you, you wouldn't care how many people watch it at a certain time. All you would care about is your own experience and that'll be, that'll be your success. I think. No, definitely right. I think, you know, it's also very important to be surrounding yourself with the right people because there are many people out there, but, you know, being with the right people motivates you. I think that's very important. I think you should be very proud of your journey that, you know, despite the noise of other people you still went past it you didn't care you know because you you knew that you know in 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 some sense we all know that we have the ability but but we underestimate it our potential a lot so i think it's just taking that step and you do it you're like oh my god i am actually amazing you know i just didn't realize so i think it's i think it's all about that so Thank you for your answer. So now this is a really fun part of a podcast. It's, all, it's, all, it's the rapid fire round. Our son really likes it. Uh, so, um, so you can basically answer these questions using a line or a word. So okay. are you ready, Arshid? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so the first question, okay. What is the one advice you would give to our viewers for pursuing their dreams? Look straight. Don't listen to anyone. Like a like a like a racehorse. Just run. <laughs> Great. I like that. I'll keep that in mind as well. 
I just love that, Arsh. That was amazing. I think I will use it for myself as well. <laughs> so the second question that you wanted to ask you uh, is that um, who is your who is your inspiration? Well, Imran Khan, yes, uh, his social work is really impressive. So in some sense, yes, Imran Khan, I'll go with that. Yeah, I think Imran Khan is an inspiration for everyone. He's a tiger of Pakistan, I guess. Well, I would not go into politics. Okay. <laughs> okay so moving on, the next question. So uh, what is the philosophy you live by? The universe has a way of giving more to those who give to others. Definitely. I agree with that. Definitely. So thank you so much, Arshid, for joining us. And Arshid, you're doing a fantastic job. So if you guys do want to support and donate, you can always help him. So Arshid, where can they find you and how can they donate? Okay, so for individuals interested, they can visit our website, www.streetchildrenpakistan.com. Uh, they can visit the website. There's a donation link to PayPal, or they can also contact me directly. Uh, should I state my phone number? I'm not sure. Should uh, I? I think they can contact you via your um, Instagram page, I think. Yeah. Yes, we have Instagram, Twitter, so they can reach out there and I'll, I'll provide details. Thank you, Arshit. It was wonderful talking to you. And it's really inspired us. And thank you to all of you who are listening to us. We are so grateful and humble to have you as part of a community who are trying to break past barriers which are holding you back to achieve your goals. And thank you for all the support that you're giving us. So let's together change lives around us. And please do follow us on our Instagram page, What's Holding You Back, and give us feedback. And you can also listen to us on various places, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. And we are so excited for our upcoming episodes. They're definitely going to be epic. And we look forward to having you back on our podcast, sending you lots of love and gratitude and strength to whatever you're going through. Thank you so much, guys.